Hello, everyone, and welcome to Someone Should Have Told Me. So that little music in the beginning was the beginning of the song, If I Ever Lose Faith in You by Sting. And Stink is talking about how he has lost faith in everything, in man, in politics, in church, in everything. But he would never lose his faith in what you do as a person will come back to you and in the supreme being or in the universe or whatever you want to say that he is talking about, but he is talking about faith in things coming out the way that they should come out and they will always come out in the best for you. Faith is something that you believe in that you cannot see. Faith is something that you should have because you know that karma is going to bring whatever you put out, bring it back to you. What do you have faith in when you're going through some things? Do you have faith that things will come out for the best? Even when it doesn't seem like it's the best that you might have to go through some things. You know, everybody has to go through some things. And you guys know that I just went through the hardest thing that I have ever had to go through in my life. And I still believe that I was in a miracle. You know, Nothing is going to be happy, happy, joy, joy all the time. We talked about this before. You have to go through some things and the things that you go through help you to grow. And so it is best that you go through it in stride because you're going to have to go through some things. And so you need to make it better on you to be the best situation that you can make it be. So whenever me and my husband, which we just had an anniversary in August, August 2nd was our anniversary. And generally, whenever we get to a year, my husband ups it one more year. So I'm thinking that we were married 35 years. So come to find out, I was talking to someone and they said, oh, you've been married 35 years? You must have got married in 87. I said, no, we got married in 86. And she was like, well, I think it's 36 years because I was born, or did she say graduated from high school in 1986 and I've been out of school for 36 years. I'm like, oh my God. So I counted it up and she was right. And then I go to my husband and I'm like, hey, we've been married 36 years. We missed our big 35th anniversary. I was planning on having a party and everything and we missed it by a year. He says, I knew I was right. And I'm like, oh Lord, he is not. But that was just 
something that I wanted to tell you guys, but let me get back on the subject. Okay. So whenever me and my husband are going through some things, I used to pick out a theme song to help us through this particular song by Sting. If I ever lose my faith in you, we wanted this house that we now live in. And it was seeming to be so hard. So maybe it might've looked as though it was out of our reach, but we picked this theme song by Sting knowing that all things are possible and you have to work at it and make it happen. And you have to have faith that the things that you are doing will contribute to you getting the outcome that you are looking for. So the theme song just helps you stay on track. And so I picked this theme song my husband was playing the music and I just picked this song out and we would play it constantly to keep us in reminder and to keep us in the frame of mind that we can't lose faith on the things that we want. We can't lose faith that the things that need to happen and the outcomes of things will come out in your favor will come out to be the best that it can be. And if it doesn't, that it is meant not for you and that maybe something better is meant for you. So at the time when we were buying our house, we had picked out this other house. Oh my goodness. This house was fabulous. It had a huge basement. It had all the amenities that we wanted in a house. But it was basically in the same neighborhood that we had were renting a house in our when we got married. My husband had the house when we got married and of course I moved in, but then we wanted to move and buy our house and we had picked this house. So, oh my goodness. Oh, I, I want this house so bad. I want this house so bad. And then come to find out the man decided he didn't want to sell the house anymore because he was buying houses and fixing them up. And he liked this house so much, he decided to move into it and stay. So therefore, he did not want to sell us the house anymore. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You know, drama queen. Oh my goodness, I wanted that house so bad. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. But then I thought about it and I was like, okay, it's got to be something better then. And I went and I looked and I found another house and it was in a better neighborhood and it was bigger and it was so much better for me and my family, for me to raise my kids there. It was what was meant to be. So I came to the conclusion, no matter if you want something so bad, you don't know what's ahead. And if we had have gotten that house that we first wanted, I'm sure I would have wanted to move because the neighborhood ended up going down and I wouldn't probably want to even live there right now. But the house that we got 
In comparison, the neighborhood is beautiful, it's wonderful, it's family oriented. We have a community house where they have barbecue, we have movie night, and it's a community. It wasn't just a house. That other house didn't have the community unity that this house came with. And so sometimes when you want something so bad, you don't know what's the best for you. And you just need to know that you need to follow what is happening and know that if it's meant for you, you will get it. If not, you will get what is meant for you. All that whining and crying about that other house. And then I got something even better. What a waste of tears. What a waste of worry. If I just had the faith to follow my path that was being set in front of me, then I could have saved those tears. I also have had an experience where I had sent my first son because they, my kids were in homeschooling program. So the teacher that had them in the homeschooling program, of course, I didn't teach them, but they had been with a lady who taught the kids. When I put my kids in daycare, I wanted them to learn. I didn't want them to just be in school playing because every minute counts. Of course, you want them to have fun, but you want them to get the most out of their day, out of their life. So you want them to be learning at the earliest age. I had read that the children's minds are like a sponge until six years old. So why wouldn't I want to just push as much as I could in their minds until that age? And then still they would be able to carry on and learn. But this crucial stage from zero to six, they said they're just soaking up everything. So I sent them to a homeschooling program and my older son, I kept both of them there through kindergarten. And so my older son was doing multiplication by the time he got to first grade. So when he got to first grade and I had to send him to school, so I sent him to the school in the neighborhood and the teacher in his first grade class was handwriting out his homework because he was so far ahead of the other children in first grade. She was writing him out multiplication problems for his math homework. And so she told me that, and I was like, okay, took it in stride. So then when he went to second grade, they put him in a second, third grade split. And I went to parent teachers conference and the teacher said to me, you need to get him out of here because we don't want to lose him. And he is so far ahead of the other children that I have him going around checking the other kids' papers and helping the other kids. Well, that's finding dandy, but that is not helping my child. That's not helping my child to further himself. And so there was 
what they called schools of choice. And you had to put applications in the schools and you had to have a, a slight little interview. And I had looked up a couple of those schools after I had had that conversation with his teacher. And I went to the one school. And when I got there, they told me application period is over. It was over yesterday. And I was like, well, my situation is, and I told them that the teacher said I needed to get my kid out of that school and that he needed to go to a better school that would be more beneficial for him. They didn't care. So I did not stop there. I called downtown to the school center building and I told them my situation. And of course, they were like, oh, well, send us a copy of his standardized test scores and send us this and send us that. So I immediately got up on that and got things to them. They told me they would contact me sometime next week. Well, after I had sent all that paperwork and see my faith is that my son is going to get to where he needs to be now, not later. And so Saturday morning, I got a phone call and I was talking to this man and he called me and he said, hey, my name is Sterling Jones and I have seen your son's standardized test scores and just tell me where you want him to go. I told him the school that I wanted him to go. And he said, so don't worry, we'll get him in after Christmas. Well, this was probably in October, maybe November. I'll say it's November because it didn't take a long time. So he said, I'll call the school and we'll get him in and he'll be going there after Christmas vacation. I was like, oh my God, thank you. I knew it. I knew that my faith, that what needs to be done will be done. And so we got him in that school after Christmas. It was a school where he had to keep a 3.0 and he was there and he did Excellent. Even though they said, when your kids go to this school, you go to this school. And that was no joke because I was sitting at the table with him and it did help my other son as well because he, my other son was reading at three years old, three years old because she, the homeschooling teacher, she had used hooked on phonics. I haven't heard about anyone using hooked on phonics in a very long time. But who hooked on phonics did work. Cause as I said, my child was reading at three years old. And so it made it so that when they went to school, that they were ahead of most of the other kids. So when my younger son went to school because my other son had went through what he had went through. The school accepted him right away without him having to go through all of the other things that my previous older son had to deal with. My faith 
and my determination to do what was best for my children is what got me through that. And while you are going through things, oh my goodness, it seemed like it is just so hard and that you just can't phantom all of this that you are going through. But know that when you get through it, you will be better for it. Learn your lessons. That is why you have to go through the things you have to go through. Most of the time, the lessons are not just for you, but for everyone around you. And so if you are knowledgeable of things that are going on with someone else, what is your purpose in that situation? Are you supposed to learn from their situation and stand back and look? Are you supposed to help in that situation to help them to get through? Do you have some part that you need to take? I say this because I know that after we dealt with my parents and being in the middle of that miracle, and I'm going to tell you when it started, and I had no idea, and I thought that Oh my goodness, this is horrible. This is horrible. So what happened, and I think I told this little bit of story. I told the whole story in another podcast, but I'm just going to tell a little bit of it now. I walked into my parents' apartment and my dad was sitting on the couch. My mom, I didn't see her when I walked in the door because when you walk into that senior apartment, you can see the whole place just about. So the bedroom is there and then the couch. So I, I can see all the rooms step up a little bit. You can see the bathroom. I didn't see my mother anywhere. And she had been a little weak. When I walked in, I seen my mother in the bedroom. When I went in there, she was on the floor. I'm like, oh my God. I didn't know if she was still living or not. And I went and I grabbed her up. She was so tiny, I could pick her up. And I picked her up and she could barely walk. But I got her into the bathroom and I got her into the shower and I had to hold her with one hand while I washed her and used the water to spray her with the other hand. Thank God it was a shower chair with a back on it. And that kind of helped me, but she was falling from side to side. I had to hold her up to even wash her up. And then I washed her hair because I didn't know at that time if that was going to be the last time that I got her in the shower. So while I had her in there, I tried to do everything. My mother was so sweet because she realized what was happening. And she said, thank you, baby. And I was like, oh my God, I just wasn't prepared to lose my mother at that time. And that was like in March. No, they moved there in March. So it had to be in May. And so 
at that time, maybe we got through Mother's Day, we got through Father's Day, and my mother was coming back. She had started walking on her own again. That night before she went into the hospital, that Saturday, because she went into the hospital like on a Monday, that Saturday, my mother was walking in the hallway and it was like, oh my goodness. And she was coming back to herself. And I am thankful for that because had we not done what we did when I found her on the floor and start coming and start trying to make sure that she was getting nourishment and eating and just trying to have her here as long as we could, then we wouldn't have experienced the rest of this. I looked at my dad and when she walked in the hallway that night, that Saturday before she ended up going in the hospital that Monday, I looked at my dad and I was like, we are in the middle of a miracle. And my dad said, I know. And he said, you know what? You can be in the middle of a miracle and you not even recognize that you're in the middle of a miracle. Now, I recognized that because my mother, I had picked her up off the floor and that we were walking and she was coming back, I realized that that was a miracle, but I didn't know how the miracle was going to end. And therefore, we continued. We continued to come. We continued to play music for her. And we continued to keep her alive. Because without the things that we did that was put on our heart, for our mother to do the best that we could for her, she would not have lived as long as she did. My dad said, you know, this miracle, these lessons are not just for her. I said, I know dad, they're for all of us because she was just existing. She was alert. She knew what was going on, and I believe that she knew more and had came more into what was going on that maybe the dementia was just underlined, especially after she had came back from the hospital and they had treated her for a urinary tract infection, which people, I need you to know that sometimes when older people have a urinary tract infection that they get confused. I don't know why that is, but you can ask the doctors that a urinary tract infection, I don't know, but it contributes to the confusion of an elderly person. And so with that being treated and then her coming back home, she wasn't talking that much, but I could feel and see that she was much more with us than before, even though it might not have been total. She wasn't talking that much, but what she did say, it made sense that she was watching us as we were going through this. Now, her lessons, 
I don't know what they were because as she laid in that bed, as she still was breathing and taking breaths, she was still part of this world, part of this universe, and probably until the last minute that she took her last breath was still lessons that were being learned. Me and my dad talked and he said, yes, it is a miracle because she would not be here still if it wasn't for you girls, me and my sisters. I just wanted to do all that I could for my parents. And I had faith that when it was all said and done, that it was going to be well done for my parents. And as you know, that is what happened. And then the whirlwind came. And then I was without both my parents in the end. And to know that my dad went first, it was definitely in divine order. And then the way he sent them off, definitely in divine order. And the faith that my family have withstood made us be able to go through this horrific experience with grace because we knew that when it was all said and done, it was definitely a miracle. And it was definitely showing us that if you have faith and hold on, that everything will manifest itself to be for your best. And even though it seems like it is something horrific, you will feel that it is gracefully done and you will feel that it couldn't have been done any better than what it was. And then you are fulfilled and it is okay because you know that everything can't be happy, happy all the time, but have faith, learn your lessons so that when you do go through something, you go through it gracefully and you learn more love, forgiveness, and how to deal with things with grace. I love each and every one of you. I hope that you believe this and that you know that everyone is somebody's mother, brother, sister, cousin. Everyone has a purpose. And if they're in your life, there's a purpose for them being there. Get your lessons. Learn to understand that whatever you're going through, it's for your best interest, for you to become the person that you are supposed to be, to bring you to the potential that you are supposed to be. So if you learn your lessons quick, you'll get there. If you take time, the more you'll have to go through. And I myself want to get my lessons, get them quick, 
move on so that I can be the best me that I can be. And the best me has faith in my journey, has faith that I am on it and I am not worried about anybody else's journey. I'm just worried about mine and the one that my mate has because ours is running the most parallel. But of course, we are still two different entities that may have to learn different lessons because just because my husband and I are together and running this human race together as partners, sometimes I get the lesson and he don't and I got to help him to get it. But we all have to get our own and I can help him, but I can't receive his lesson for him. So therefore, I have faith that he will get his lessons and be parallel with me, even though it might take him a long time and sometimes he move forward and I'm a little further back and sometimes I move forward and he's a little further back, but know that together, faithfully, we will achieve the goals of life that needs to be achieved. So be aware of your lessons and have faith in your journey. Have a great day. As always, you know I love each and every one of you. You can email me at sshtmpodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to me at iHeartRadio. YouTube. When you listen to me on YouTube, you have to type in my name, N-O-R-L-Y-N-D-A, Murray, M-U-R-R-Y, and I have a whole channel. There are some videos that I made previously. I'm trying to get back to doing my videos and give you more and even give you some entertainment because my family is hilarious and I'm going to put them on. But Know that you can listen to my podcast, as I said on YouTube, type in my name, Pandora. I'm on iHeartRadio. I think I said that already. And then uh, Google Podcasts. Listen now. Anywhere that you listen to your podcast, I'll be there. Thank you. Have a great day. I love you all. Have a great week. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye.